This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm super excited to bring you today's podcast episode. We're going to talk all about the menstrual cycle and what you should be doing in each phase of your menstrual cycle when it does come to nutrition and exercise. This is a topic I've had requested so much to talk about on the podcast and for good reason. There is a lot of information out there around how to optimize your exercise and your nutrition around your cycle and then I also think there's a lot of hype up around it when I, I think for the majority of us, it actually doesn't make too much of a difference. But let's backtrack first. First of all, I want to say thank you to everyone that is supporting the new Instagram page. I am so excited to grow this pod squad community and I'm really hoping to be able to provide you with just more behind the scenes, a little bit more of a get to know me kind of style with that Instagram account. Um, and I will be doing lots of freebies and lots of giveaways as well. I have just finished as we're speaking. It is Tuesday. This is going to come out in the following Monday. I'm going to be providing a free masterclass on how to get your cycle back and recovering from hypothalamic amenorrhea to everyone that is supporting the Instagram podcast page. So what I'm going to do is pop the link to that Instagram page in my show notes. Make sure you follow. If you didn't get a chance to get the link for that masterclass, just send me a DM and I'll get that through to you. My DMs on that account, I do need to apologize, are it, the support has been so overwhelming and I'm so incredibly thankful. I'm just trying really hard to keep up with it. So thanks for your patience. If I haven't gotten back to you, um, I apologize and I hope to get back to you very, very soon. All right. Um, and as usual, before we jump into this podcast episode, please, if you do enjoy the podcast, make sure you leave a rating and a review, screenshot it, send it to a friend, share it. Um, that's the best way that we can get this podcast out. And you have no idea how much that support really, truly does mean to me. Plus, you'll also go into the winning to win a Gymshark voucher. So take a screenshot of that rating and review that you left and make sure to send a DM to me and I will pop you into the winning, uh, into the draw to win that $100 Gymshark voucher. How exciting. Okay, let's talk about menstrual cycles and what you should be doing in regards to exercise and nutrition. Now, when it does come to your menstrual cycle, there are different phases. So what I want to do is really break it down into the different phases and then talk about diet and nutrition and exercise within those phases to kind of sort of just simplify things. So the normal menstrual cycle usually ranges from anywhere between 21 to 35 days. That's a that's a normal quote unquote menstrual cycle. So during this time your hormones go through an absolute roller coaster ride affecting all different parts of your body, your mindset, your hormones, etc. And you will know this because you know what it's like having a cycle and pretty much 2 weeks out of every month you may PMS, which means you might be more irritable, you might have low energy levels, or potentially, you know, you've got lots of cravings and things like that. Now, when, um, let's break it down into the first phase. So let's talk about menstruation. So this is when you are actually bleeding and you are on your period. Um, So this starts at day one of your cycle. Um, And this is when you're on your period. And during this phase, your estrogen levels and your progesterone levels are really low, right? So 
during this phase, what you can expect is usually for a lot of girls, they will feel quite fatigued, quite lethargic. You might have cramps because of your period. You also may crave certain foods. What's really important to understand when it does come to nutrition is because we do have a monthly period that can make us susceptible to iron deficiencies. So, you know, I guess we can talk about this phase, making sure that you're getting enough iron in, but really it's important to be consistent with the amount of iron that you're consuming so that you don't get to a point where you're iron deficient. Being iron deficient is terrible. If you've ever experienced it, it is the worst. You will have literally no energy. You will have so much brain fog. I remember when I was pregnant, I had to get iron infusions, which took me from feeling like a complete zombie to feeling like I was actually a human. Um, So if you do struggle with your energy levels, always make sure you get your bloods taken just to make sure your iron is in check. So making sure you're including foods that are high in iron, spinach, red meats, and being consistent with that throughout the month. Um, Obviously throughout this period, to be honest with you, there's no real like changes in nutrition that you need to make. All I would say is that if you do find that you do get quite hungry, try to be consistent with making sure you're hitting your protein um, throughout the day or being consistent with your protein intake. There is no magic food that helps cramps. I would suggest making sure that you are taking a magnesium supplement. But once again, you should be taking that magnesium supplement throughout the month, right? Um, To ensure that you're not deficient in that either. That can help with cramps, but really it's if you need to rest And well, actually, let's talk about exercise throughout this period. So a lot of us, pardon the pun, throughout this period, when you're on your period. Okay. A lot of us don't have a lot of energy to exercise when we are on our period or we just don't feel like it. We're usually really bloated. We might be in pain. And so the most important thing is to always listen to your body. Always listen to your body. And if you're not feeling great, just really chill things out. Like allow yourself a week off if you need to. Maybe it's only three days. The first three days of your cycle is really heavy. Make sure you just go for walks. Get some vitamin D. Get outside. Maybe do some yoga. But don't feel like you need to absolutely smash yourself. The majority of us don't feel at our best. And so just listening to your body is the way to go. Now, there is no like don't do this exercise, but make sure you do this exercise throughout this phase. It's purely just really going to come down to you as the individual and listening to your body. All right, let's talk about phase number two. So this is the follicular phase, and this is usually from day 16 to day 14. So the we, we're moving on now to um, the phase where our estrogen levels start to climb. So they're starting to increase, which is absolutely going to give you a boost in energy. This is when you're starting to feel probably the best you will in a month. Now, Throughout this phase, we might have more energy to exercise when it does come to nutrition. At this point, we're not usually feeling like we're craving certain foods, right? So we're feeling pretty good. We're like on top of the world. Energy is great. We, if we can be once again, consistent with our protein intake, making sure that we are really utilizing this time to smash out our workout. So making sure you're getting a good amount of carbohydrates in as well to help you with your energy levels, as well as helping you with your workouts. Let's talk about exercise throughout this phase. So this is essentially when you are at your strongest. So if you're wanting to hit some kind of a milestone when it does come to your strength training, this is the time to do it. This is when biologically, so hormonally, you are going to be absolutely at your best and you should be feeling your best as well. Really at this point, we're good. We are all gravy baby. There is, once again, no special food that you should be consuming 
There is really no strict rules with exercise. And I'm going to expand on this towards the end of the podcast with my own personal opinion on this. However, um, this is when we want to really lean into lifting as heavily as we possibly can, if that's what you're wanting to do. Okay, so now we are on to phase three, which is our ovulatory phase. So this is day 15 to 17. This is when our estrogen once again peaks and also testosterone does play a role here. So once again, we're going to be feeling really strong. We're going to have loads of energy. And because this is when our body essentially releases an egg for us to be able to have a baby and to fall pregnant, we generally feel quite confident. We might feel more social. And also there's going to be an increase in our sex drive as well. When it comes to nutrition throughout this phase, It can be really helpful to focus on zinc-rich food. So zinc is known to really regulate your immune system and your mood. So during this phase where your mood's feeling really good, social interactions are also really great. Zinc can help to kind of, I guess, sustain this and to support you in this. Once again, there's there's not really going to be like you have a food that is rich in zinc, which is usually more so your legumes and your nuts, and then straight away like you're going to find a boost in your mood. But these are all really essential um, minerals and um, micronutrients that can be really helpful, you know, throughout the month, right? Um, And once again, I'm going to touch on, I know I keep alluding to it, but towards the end of the podcast episode, I'm going to touch on my personal thoughts around all of this. Okay. Okay. So, all right. We've ovulated, beautiful, release the egg, happy days. You're either pregnant, you're not pregnant. Now we are moving into phase four, which is really hell. This is the phase that we all hate. And this is the luteal phase. Um, Sorry to be a bit of a downer, but let's be honest. So we're talking about days 18 to 28. So this is essentially when we are feeling at our worst. This is when we are finding that what PMS symptoms are going to kick in. So our estrogen and our progesterone levels start to decline if you're not pregnant anyway. So they'll start to decline and what this is going to do is kind of make you feel pretty average. So you might feel down, you might have bad body image days And what it can also do is increase our appetite. So this is where we feel really ravenous and we just feel like eating a lot of food. We sometimes can feel like eating foods that are very calorie dense purely because it can be a bit of a combination between obviously having a higher appetite, but then also just not having, um, not feeling great, right? So sometimes when we are feeling not at our best, we can tend to emotionally eat. And then we usually go for foods that are comfort foods. Now, Throughout this time, it's probably the most important time to make sure that you're having consistent protein throughout the day, purely because that's really going to help with, you know, making you feel satiated, essentially, and helping you balance out your blood sugar levels. So you're not leaving, you know, yourself to the point where it's hitting like 3, 4 p.m. You've hardly eaten or you've hardly gotten your protein in and then you just start to crave those sugary foods. Now, There is research to show that foods that are rich in vitamin B and omega-3s can also really help here. Now, they can help with cravings to a degree. You guys have probably seen those um, Instagram uh, posts where people will be like, if you crave chocolate, eat this. You know, if you crave like soda, drink this instead. I personally think that's garbage because... Uh, that doesn't really work like that, right? If you are having a really well-balanced diet, it's also very normal 
to still crave foods and that's completely okay. What we want to do here is learn how to manage that. So how do we manage our cravings? Throughout this period, sometimes what we do with our girls is that if they find their appetite increases substantially throughout this time, we'll get them to even sometimes bank calories so that the week before their cycle, they've kind of got more calories to play with so that if they are hungry, then that's completely fine. Some girls will find that as they get their period, their uh, appetite decreases and it's kind of wild what happens and we listen to our body how things just kind of level out. So I wouldn't be too stressed about the fact that if you do feel more hungry, just to allow yourself to eat a bit more. This can be difficult, however, if you are in a calorie deficit. This is where planning ahead is really important. Making sure that you are allowing yourself to include foods that you do enjoy or crave throughout this time, but in normal, well, portioned amounts, right? So think about how many calories you have or what your calorie target is regarding, uh, depending on what your goal is. And then think, okay, how can I implement some of this into my diet at the moment so that I'm not feeling like I'm completely depriving myself and then feeling like I need to go and eat a huge amount of something when if I had just allowed myself to have it in a small portion each day, I would have been okay. So there's some little tactics there you can use. You know, you can like leave some calories for that week before your period if you are in a calorie deficit. Otherwise, I just really make sure that I'm hitting my protein, plan your meals ahead of time so you're not allowing massive amounts of time to be dragged out between meals because all that's going to do is once you do eat, you're just going to go for whatever is easiest and you're probably going to overeat, right? So try and be as consistent with eating throughout the day. Let's talk about exercise throughout this time. So exercise, once again, our energy levels drop and also our motivation really drops here too. Now, um, what I would recommend is once again, listening to your body. And this is where, oh, I'm probably going to be a bit controversial. Okay, here we go. I think eating for your period and exercising for your period for the majority of people is dumb. It is dumb. And let me explain why. If you are not an athlete, if your job is not your body or performance, then the changes, honestly, I mean, hormonally, absolutely, there are changes in our cycle and they vary from, uh, excuse me, they vary from phase to phase, right? That is a thing, absolutely. However, do I think that completely changing your diet, completely changing your training program to suit whatever phase you're in is going to be beneficial for you? Not really, to be honest. What I would say is I think we overcomplicate things and we think that, ah, this is the reason I'm not progressing or I really need to make sure that I'm implementing this in this phase that I'm supporting my cycle. Honestly, it doesn't really work unless you're like wanting to get like 0.5% better in whatever it is that you're doing, which would be probably someone that is an athlete, then absolutely you'd want to take that into account. But for the majority of people, consistency and listening to your body is the most important thing. And Throughout this time, even with nutrition, the same rules apply. There is not going to be any wild change that happens to you if you start to eat, I don't know, more spinach in the second phase of your cycle or um, in the luteal phase, you know, you make sure you have more pine nuts. Okay, it just if you are having a nice, well-balanced diet with the right amount of macronutrients, the right amount of micronutrients, you're going to be fine. 
all I would say is that the majority of women struggle with cravings, usually around right before their cycle or during their cycle. And you just need to be able to manage that. That's probably the main thing. If you're having a really wide range of foods, you know, you're not low in iron, you're not restricting severely all of the time, then you're all you're all good, right? So it would just come down to making sure you're planning ahead of time. Everyone is obviously very different. For some of us, we feel pretty good on our period. It doesn't really affect us that much. Go for it. For other people, you know, during their cycle, they are just absolutely exhausted. Don't push yourself. Listen to your body. Scale things back. I will absolutely do that. Before my period, I feel very fatigued and I feel really weak. I know that I'm not at my best. And so I don't actually try to hit the numbers when it comes to lifting weights that I did even a week before. I listen to my body. Maybe I'll be consistent with what I did hit before, but there are plenty of times where I think, oh my goodness, how did I lift that last week? I feel so weak today. And I'm like, okay, radio. I'm in my luteal phase. I'm just going to take it easy. I'm just going to tick the boxes. I'm going to get here, get it done and not put that pressure on myself to push myself all of the time. Listening to your body is really very important. The most important thing is that we actually really zoom out, look at the big picture. As long as we are making progress in the long term, you know, and that doesn't happen just in one month, it happens over a longer period of time, then we're on the right track. But I think focusing on really changing your diet and changing your exercise to support your menstrual cycle for the majority of you is a complete waste of time. Maybe that's not what you want to hear, but that is my personal opinion. Once again, have a balanced diet, make sure you move your body, listen to your body and just be as consistent as you possibly can. Now, I have actually gone into depth more about Uh, your cycle and exercise and nutrition in an earlier podcast episode that I did do with um, Mary. What I might do is tag that, tag her um, and link that podcast episode in the show notes for you to have a listen to Um, because we do go into more depth there. If you do suffer from any kind of hormonal conditions like thyroid conditions or PCOS or endometriosis actually, then you know, you might need to look at really amending things when it does come in particular to your to your workouts, purely because that time leading up to your period can be much more painful and can make you much more unwell than the average. But once again, we're talking about people that actually have a medical condition, right? So for the majority of you that are healthy, really, there's nothing for you to worry about. Just be consistent with your nutrition, with your training throughout the month, do your best, and um, you'll start to see some really incredible results. All right, guys, that is it from me. Until next time, big love, Coach Tash. Coach Tash.